to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Thank you, everybody. It's so lovely to be with you. You're so kind. Um, what I might do, just to get us started, is, is I want to show you a very famous experiment before I read this scripture to you. So this experiment is called the still face experiment. And it's, uh, it's, it's been um, just to show how important it is uh, to acknowledge children's presence and to, uh, to be present with them, how much it affects their bodies, their minds and their spirit. So we'll just quickly show that. Thank you very much. Babies this young are extremely responsive to the emotions and the reactivity and the social interaction that they get from the world around them. This is something that we started studying oh, 30, 40 years ago, when people didn't think that infants could engage in social interaction. In this still face experiment, what the mother did was she sits down and she's playing with her baby who's about a year of age. I'm like a girl. Oh. And she gives a greeting to the baby. The baby gives a greeting back to her. This baby starts pointing at different places in the world, and the mother's trying to engage her and play with her. They're working to coordinate their emotions and their intentions, what they want to do in the world. And that's really what the baby is used to. And then we ask the mother to not respond to the baby. The baby very quickly picks up on this, and then she uses all of her abilities to try and get the mother back. She smiles at the mother. She points because she's used to the mother looking where she points. The baby puts both hands up in front of her and says, what's happening here? She makes that screechy sound at the mother, like, come on, why aren't we doing this? Even in this two minutes when they don't get the normal reaction, they react with negative emotions, they turn away, they feel the stress of it, they actually may lose control of their posture because of the stress that they're experiencing. It's a little like the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is that normal stuff that goes on, that we all do with our kids. The bad is when something bad happens, but the infant can overcome it. After all, when you stop the still face, the mother and the baby start to play again. The ugly is when you don't give the child any chance to get back to the good. There's no reparation, and they're stuck in that really ugly situation. I've seen that a thousand times, and it still makes me sad, uh, because that's what our work is. Our work is for the when they're stuck in an ugly place, in a lost place. But this is good news today, and we're going to see some good things today. (laughs) 
This is from Matthew chapter 18, and it's the scripture on which Chips was founded. It says this, chapter 18 and verse 10, See that you do not neglect, despise, ignore, reject one of these little ones. For I tell you that the angels in heaven always see my Father's face in heaven. And then Jesus goes on to talk about how he loves yous. He loves yous. Do you know what yous are? Have you heard of yous? E-W-E-S. Do you know what yous are? Tell your friend if you know what yous are. Do you know what yous are? Do you know what yous are? Who, does anyone know what yous are? What are they? Oh, they're sheep. Gosh, if you yelled it out, I would have given you chocolate. <laughs> oh, I know. Kathy's got a big box of it over there, but don't have it if you don't get any nut ones if you're nut, nut allergic. All right. Well, Jesus went on to tell this amazing story. He told a story about a man who had a hundred sheep. Could you imagine trying to name a hundred sheep? Raylene, Shailene, Marlene, Darlene. My goodness. All these beautiful sheep. I love this one. I love its colour. I call it the candy bar. <laughs> well, there was one sheep that just didn't like being with the other sheep. She didn't like it because all the other sheep seemed pretty famous. There was one that was a barber, one that was a ballerina, one that was pretty, pretty rich. It drove a Lamborghini. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh, they did all sorts of things and they always loved following the shepherd around because he was such a good shepherd. He'd lead them beside still waters. He took them to the nicer, greenest grass. He knew them all by name and they loved him and he loved them. But this one sheep, when everybody was going back home, started to make a U-turn. <laughs> and headed the other way because it didn't want to be with those other sheep. They thought they were boring. In fact, everybody else thought this was a bit of a bad sheep <laughs> and headed off. And unfortunately, it thought that the grass was always greener on the other side. It really wanted to be happy. Does anybody else here want to be happy? Yeah. It's amazing the things we do to get happy. I don't know how many Christmases you've had and how many presents you've been given, but I wonder if there's ever been a present given to you when you've said to mum and dad, that's it, mum and dad, you don't have to give me any more presents ever again in my life. Have you ever done that? Because <laughs> I really want to know if you do. <laughs> well, this sheep started to wander away and left all its others behind. But while it was wandering away, the good shepherd was counting all of his sheep. And there was a lot of sheep to count. Do you remember? Raylene, Darlene, Marlene, all of them. My goodness. Oh, one of them, one of them was very famous for going into outer space. It was a space sheep. <laughs> come back as well. All these sheep had been counting, it got up to 99 and one was lost. You know why the good shepherd counted every sheep? Because every sheep counts. Every sheep counts. They're so, so, so important. So he counted them all again and again and again. He was so upset, he couldn't believe it. One sheep was missing. Well, all of his friends said, it's just one sheep. Forget it. It was a bad sheep anyway. My goodness. 
But he said, I've got to go looking for this sheep because maybe this sheep doesn't even know that it's lost. And it's a funny thing. Has ever, have you ever, ever been lost at the shops? My kids used to play hide and seek. And so they never thought they were lost, but we often thought they were lost. It happened many, many times with them hiding in toy stores, giggling away, <laughs> while we absolutely panicked, didn't we? <laughs> but once, once they, uh, they actually did feel particularly lost. You know, the trouble is with being out is that this sheep wasn't aware of all the dangerous things that are out there, all the creepy, crawly, bitey, spiky, sharp things, and some things that can look pretty safe, but uh, can be very, very dangerous, like this one here. Hello, hello, it's nice to meet you. I'd like to invite you to a barbecue. Just me and you. Hmm. Oh, you are really, really, really. And she started to talk about all her wonderful, famous relatives. You know, she had a couple of, couple of brothers who were really tough, a couple of tough rams. They were so tough. They were sheet metal workers. <laughs> they made steel wool. Pretty cool. She's walking along with him, telling him about the brothers and the sisters and how great they are. She didn't know that when she was going to the barbecue, it was a barbecue for him and the you. Oh no, he loves yous too. But he doesn't love yous the way God does. You see, some people love yous because they want to use them. They want to use their wool. They want to use their meat. They want to use them. They want to use the yous. God's never like that. In fact, they just almost got back to the barbecue when who should step in but the good shepherd. Oh my goodness. He got really angry. Ah! But he wasn't yelling at the sheep. You know who he was yelling at, don't you? Who was he yelling at? He was yelling at the wolf. He grabbed that sheep. He carried that sheep a long, long way. Because it had been a long, long way you'd have to look for him. Down in the hills and up in the hills. Has your mum and dad ever had to carry you? Oh my goodness, my kids used to always pretend to be asleep in the car. <laughs> Even when they were 15. <laughs> carry me, Daddy, I'm sleepy. You carry me, a big lug. No, you carry me, Daddy, I'm sleepy. I'm so tired. Well, sheep thought it was going to get in really, really big trouble. It thought it was going to get in huge trouble because this great shepherd He'd had to leave all those sheep for all that day and all that night. But remember, he counted every sheep because every sheep counts. That's right. So when he got back, he did something really, really, <laughs> wouldn't you know it? I've picked the one lighter out of my, <laughs> I, I, I've almost feel guilty to ask, but does anyone have a lighter? <laughs> Oh, there you go. See, you were meant to be right there. Praise God for you. Look at that. <laughs> you really do. Oh, you are a gift of God. Oh, wow, how cool is that? <laughs> you don't know how important you are. You really count. <laughs> Ah, oh, there we 
go. Well, when they got back home, the shepherd was so happy to see them all that he had a great big party. And he got out the cake and he got out the decorations and he got out all the party food and he started to sing songs. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Too much party food. <laughs> garbage in, garbage out. Goodness in, goodness out. Oh, look at that beautiful cake. Well, he counts every sheep because every sheep counts. And he loves you. He loves you all. He thinks you're incredibly, incredibly important. Now, the amazing thing about that shepherd is he could have had just sympathy. Do you know, everybody can bear so much. Sympathy is when you can't bear other people's problems. Sympathy is when you say to somebody like, oh my goodness, I can't bear to listen to all this. I love this bear. Do you love his bare hands and his bare feet and his bare bottom? <laughs> I can't bear it. Sucks to be you. When someone says sucks to be you, that's sympathy. Do you want to have a bit of a cuddle of sympathy there? You can hold him for a little bit. Fantastic. But something that's bigger than sympathy is empathy. And that means I, I can bear to hear your problems and I can bear to be with you when you're in trouble. I can bear to be with you. I can be with you. I don't just feel for you. I feel with you. I feel with you. I like to feel with you. That's empathy. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Every week, we have mentors who go into schools to be with little lost boys and little lost girls who, like in that experiment you saw, just never had no one to watch them, no one to pay attention to them, no one to be present for them. But there's something that's much, much, much bigger than sympathy and empathy. It's compassion. And the good shepherd had compassion because he went out looking, he was willing to suffer, he was willing to go absolutely anywhere all the time for the sheep that everybody thought was shod, was no good, was bad. <laughs> but God says there's no such thing. See, God doesn't measure things in good and bad. Did you know that? God only measures things by who he is. If you take love out of an angel, you'll get a devil. If you take love out of a human being, you get a sinner. But if you take love out of God, do you know what you get? Nothing. Because God is love. That's what God is. In fact, God runs to need. God runs to the helpless. God is called the compassionate. And it's not just that he tries to be loving, he actually is the energy and very essence of love itself. And if he didn't want you alive, you wouldn't exist. So if you exist, you are absolutely magnificent. You're absolutely incredible. You're an amazing gift from God. This amazing man here, his name's Albert Einstein. And he said, you don't see the world the way it is, you see the world the way you are. I'm going to do a little trick with this one. I'm going to 
This is his head sticking out. This is his head sticking in. If I put his head like this, can you see what his tricky head does? Yeah, if you move, it will move. Now, Albert Einstein also, he loved God. And Albert Einstein often talked about how things can't help but being what they are. Being what they are. I wonder if you can guess some of the things that I've got here and see what they are. I wonder if this is a boy and a girl at the same time. Takes its whole house with it everywhere it goes. It shoots little arrows out of its neck when it falls in love. Aren't you glad that doesn't happen at church? Love your baby. <laughs> Can you guess what it is? Who'd like to guess what it is? Well, what do you think? It's a snail. It is a snail. Thank you, Kathy. You were absolutely right. You've got to get things started. So there you go. It's a snail. That's right. <laughs> okay, what's this one? What's that one? Yep. A snake. Did you hear about the poisonous snake? I said, Mummy, Mummy, are we poisonous snakes? Mummy said, Yes. Why'd you ask? Because I just bit my tongue. <laughs> That's right. It's a snake. You might have to share these with somebody, but you don't have to. <laughs> All right. Okay. I wonder if you can guess what this one This animal can see 23 different shades of green. It can be put in a box, taken anywhere in the world, and it will always find its way home. In fact, I've got a neighbour down the street who's got 200 of them and they all like to visit my car on their way home. <laughs> oh, can you guess what it is? It's not a spider. That's a good guess though. I'll give you something for just even trying. Just for trying's great. Fantastic. Oh, what do you think? Not a butterfly, but that's a good. It can see 23, and it can be taken thousands. And in World War One, they used these to send messages to special, important messages. Yeah. In fact, they even used them before that in the Middle East. Medieval. Yes, they're pigeons. That's right. Fantastic. There you go. Now, all these amazing things, all these amazing things, do what they do to be able to survive. And every living thing, every piece of grass, every tiny little ant, every amazing thing you see only has two things it wants to do. One is to survive and the other is to thrive. When you're surviving, you can't see what's in front of you. It's like being in a cloud. It's like being very foggy. <sighs> when you're beginning to thrive, you start to get a picture of hope. You start to get to a picture of how you're loved and how you belong. But what's even more amazing is when somebody comes and gets to know you. And here's the amazing thing about you. Anytime somebody really, really gets to know you, they will always love you. That's why God loves you. Because once they really get to know you, they'll always, always love you. And loving you fills in the pictures. Loving you is what makes things alive. Loving's the greatest thing in the world. All right, I need someone to help me with something special. Love is an amazing thing because it can be created in an instant. It can be created right here, right now. We can do it in a very special and easy way just by stopping and breathing. Just stop for a second. Put your hands on your tummy. See if you make, make your 
tummy go up by breathing. (sighs) Whenever you stop and just breathe, that's a special survival prayer. You don't have to think of the words to say. You don't have to think about anything. You just need to know God loves you. God's filling you up with life and he's glad you're alive. He's letting the bad stuff out and the good stuff in. You don't even have to worry. Because sometimes, stand up for a second, sweetie. Sometimes it seems like nothing there. Stick your hand in. See, can you see anything there? What's in there? Nothing. Air, breathing, seems like nothing. But actually, breathing is what makes us alive. Ooh, there's a goat. (laughs) Thank you. Hang on to that for a second. In fact, sometimes it seems like, what can you see in there? What's there? (laughs) Nothing. He was very careful about that. It seems like when you're breathing, you're doing nothing, but you are praying when you're breathing. You're praying to your whole body, keeping it alive. There's a dog. He's only got two legs. I call him Eileen. He lost a leg, I called him Nolene. He lost all his legs, you know what I call him? Nothing, I just take him out for a drag. Just hang on to that, there we go. Did you wanna have a look? Did you wanna see? Have a see. Sometimes it seems like there's nothing there. It doesn't feel like God's there. It doesn't feel like things are going well. What you need to do is just to stop and breathe. Don't worry about, oh, there's a cow. It's a lawnmower. Hey, you know what you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) They're just breathing. Breathing is the most wonderful thing. It's an incredible thing. Sometimes thinking makes things worse. Adults, sometimes thinking makes things worse. Sometimes thinking... Sometimes thinking, you're thinking very hard, and sometimes thinking makes things worse. There's a cat. That's because I had a cat scan done the other day. I had a catastrophe. So, oh, did you want to see, did you? Have a look, oh my goodness. Oh, what's, Sometimes thinking makes it worse. This works for adults as much as children just to stop and to breathe, breathe. I'll just tell you a very quick thing, adults. If you're, there you go. (laughs) If when you're walking, adults or even kids, see how many breaths it takes to breathe in and then stop when it's full and how many breaths it takes to breathe out. And if it's uneven, steps. Yeah, how many, how many steps does it take to breathe in and how many steps does it take to breathe out? And you'll find if you do it regularly, they'll go from being uneven to even and they'll be go from short to being long because when people are surviving and not thriving, they shallow breathe. They overthink things. They fret about what happened in the past and they fret about what could happen in the future. And God is not in the past, and God is not in the future. God is with you right now. now. God's with you right now. He cares about absolutely everything you do, everything you say. He doesn't mind you horsing around. 
He doesn't mind when you make mistakes. I gave somebody a spider the other day and they were so scared they pulled the legs off. I said, if you pull all of its legs off, it won't be able to hear. Because <sighs> it won't come when I call it. You can have a look at him. Look at his legs all gone from that. Now I'll swap you those, I'll swap you those lollies back for chocolates at the end. But some boys and girls, when they can't cope, they go into survival mode. Some of them survive, like Tigger the tiger, by running away. They're so full of energy. We measure children's heart rates. Some of the resting heart rates of children in this area, sitting in the class, doing nothing, are 162, 175. Now, children do have a naturally higher heart rate, but not that high. That means that when they're in the classroom, even though nothing's happening, to them it's like being in the movie Jaws. Is the teacher going to ask me to read? Is the pastor going to ask me to get out the front and talk? And their heart rates go up. And because their heart rates are so high, they're in survival mode, not thriving mode. They're brilliant, beautiful children. We get them on camp, and these are the children who often wet their beds. These are the children who often find it hard to sit still. But by the end of the time of being with them, of loving them, of helping them come back to themselves and coming back to God, their heart rates go down and they stop wetting the bed. Their heart rates go down and their brains can think and their marks improve at school. Some of them are like my friend Eeyore here. Eeyore's had some pretty bad things, but to give you an idea of some of the bad things, I'd like to do a very special trick. I need someone who's got a finger. I need someone who hasn't helped me yet, who's got a finger. Oh, come on, buddy, you come and help me. Get your finger ready. Don't stick it up your nose. Don't stick it in my ear. Don't stick it in his eye. All right, I love this trick. This is my favorite trick. I feel like a magician when I do this trick. All right. Watch my hands. Notice that they never leave my wrist. Get your finger, get your finger ready. Have a look at the cards in there. And when you're ready, just stick your finger in and pick a card. Oh, yeah, you happy with that one? Okay, let's show everybody what card that is. What card's that? What card is that? Can, oh, it's a six of hearts. Okay, fantastic, it's the six of hearts. I'm gonna zip this bag up. Rip it up, buddy. Yeah, rip it up. Now you, they used to think that we had five senses, seeing, Taste, touch, smell. Can you remember what the other one is? Yeah, feel. Yeah, so, but we now know there's way more than that. There's way, way, way more than that. Put them all in there. Now, either you can pick a piece or I can pick a piece. What do you want to do? Oh, you're going to pick a piece. All right, you pick a piece. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. That's great pieces. Let me see if I'll pick a piece too. I might pick, I might pick this piece here. What do you reckon? Do you reckon that's a good piece? Okay. I'll pick a piece and you pick a piece. You can hold both the pieces. But now we know those are sixes too. That's good picking, great picking. What we know is everything that's ever happened to you is held in your body. When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't say very much, but he did a lot with his body. Very few times in the scriptures does Jesus actually say, I love you. Because often abusive people say that. 
If you love me, you'll do this. If you love me, you'll do that. If you love me, if you don't do this, I'll stop loving you. If you do that, I will stop loving you. But God never does that. God can't do that because God is love. That's what God is. He can't do anything but love you. So I want to show you something amazing. God said that Eeyore here has had some pretty bad things happen to him. And those bad things have affected his body. Look at Eeyore. Does he look happy or sad? Sad. Yeah, he's got a bit of a sad colour. Is his eyes, is his head down or up? Down. Down. Yeah, because he's had some sad things happen. Just pretend you're Eeyore for a second. Put your shoulders down. Put your face down. Put a, put a grumpy face on. Show me your grumpy face. Mm, you look a bit like Dad when you do that. <laughs> okay, now I want you to do this. Put your hand like this. Put your shoulder back. Put a smile on your face and say, God loves me. <laughs> do you feel that in your body? Can you feel it? You can actually feel the difference. It's called turning on. And it's just turning on to love. Who loves you? God. So when you do walk and breathe, try and walk and breathe with a little smile on your face because God loves you. God loves you. What did I do with that, that tricky bag that I had? Put it on the seat. Oh, my goodness, I should, have, I should have checked. That tricky bag is empty of its pieces. The pieces are gone. Do you know why the pieces are gone? Because when bad things happen to you, those pieces aren't kept on the outside. Those pieces are kept on the... And the reason why Eeyore's really sad is not his feet, it's not his head, it's his heart. It's his heart. So any work with helping people get over trauma or being, having had bad things, maybe mum and dad have got divorced, maybe there's been fighting, maybe you're being bullied at school, and you say to God, God, stop this all happening. Go punch that person. Go punch that person so, punch their head so far down they have to do, undo their fly to blow their nose. <laughs> punch them in the next week. And God always says, no, I don't do that because God is love. But God does care about you being hurt. He does care about what's going on on the... Inside. Can you hear what's that? Yes. It's something on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> oh! God puts us back piece by piece. Peace in your life doesn't happen all at once. It happens piece by piece. What's your level of tolerance of yourself and of other people? Because the gospel is all about peace. Piece by piece. Let's have a look. I'm missing some pieces. But you are right. Your piece was the perfect piece. My piece was the bad piece. You helped put it back together. Peace happens piece by peace. Because God always loves you. Walk, breathe and smile. Well, it's been fantastic being with you. My time's gone up, gone. It's gone so quickly and I do need to finish with something very special. Give my friend a big clap. Thank you very, very, very much. Okay. I had so many things I wanted to show you today, but never mind, um, they'll still wait for another day and they won't, they'll still be, still be here. So what we do at CHIPS is we take boys and girls whose lives haven't been celebrated, whose lives have been despised, 
and we take them away and we celebrate their life. We give them opportunities to calm down, to collect their feelings, to be able to tell somebody else about their feelings and to reconnect with somebody positive. We do that through buddies who are trained and checked and um, we do that through mentors, we do that through chaplains, uh, we do that through a program called I Belong during the week, taking kids sailing and horse riding into Phillip Island Adventure Resort and we do that through seminars with teachers who learning, helping them to love their kids instead of despise them. <laughs> we do that uh, in many, many different ways because God says everybody is worth loving. I could tell you some very terrible stories of what's happened to some boys and girls, but I'm not here to make you feel sad. What I'm here to tell you is that no matter how terrible what's happened to these boys and girls, we have seen Jesus, the good shepherd, find them. Finding somebody is not fixing them. It's loving them. It's not about you being fixed. It's about you being loved, belonging and accepted. During the week, there's particular boys and girls who have very severe mental and physical health with our sailability program. And some people have said that these boys and girls should have never been born because they're so handicapped. But what we've found is that they are the most loving, amazing, miraculous, beautiful, extraordinary souls. And they show us what real love is because they can only be in the present. They're not going to be doctors or lawyers or presidents or prime ministers. They are just miracles of God like you. And they deserve to have their life be celebrated. Oh my goodness. Jesus said, a bruised wick, <laughs> smouldering wick he will not extinguish, a bruised reed he will not break. Some people are just trying to survive in this life. They cause a lot of smoke, a lot of noise, and not a problem, but they're just trying to survive. If you're alive, God loves you. If you're alive, you count. If you're alive, you're precious. I don't know if you can see it, but there's just a little tiny spark in there. And that's all it needs. I put these in my pocket once and I set my pants on fire. <laughs> that's a true story. It happened in Indonesia. And, and the preacher said, why did you do that? Did you know the people? He didn't tell me. He said, did you know that the people I brought you to talk to today were all blind and they couldn't see it anyway? <laughs> but they did hear you screaming when your pants were on fire. <laughs> So thank you for letting me share about how precious you are and a little bit about our work today. Um, we sell these little dogs called Jesse, which means God is looking. And each one of these dogs provides a Bible for a child and a soft toy for a child. Uh, it's $20 and that gives a child a Bible and a soft toy. It's $50 if you want to do a donation to assist a child come on um, mentoring and it's $170, am I saying this correctly? Melissa will probably, Melissa will probably correct me. It's, it's 172 if ever you want to sponsor a child on a trauma camp to be able to come along to a trauma camp. But really, what we don't, we, money's, money comes and money goes, it's just like water. But the, what we really need 
is people and prayer. People and prayer. That's the, the number one thing that we need. So thank you for letting me share with you today. And uh, if you didn't get a chocolate, then come and see me at the end and I will give you one. And if you've got one of my little animals, you can come back and give that to me at the, at the end as well. God bless you, everybody. Thank you very much for letting me share with you.